Hello, everybody out there listening. This is our 2020 Podiversary podcast. Uh, it's been scarily enough two years since uh, since we started, and I want to start off by thanking all of you folks for listening because you guys listen is why we continue to do this and will continue to do this. Um, I have solicited some questions from uh, the studio audience, let's call them. <laughs> and I have, well, I have myself, obviously. And then I have Jupiter, who's here. Hello. And then I have Oz. Sup, everybody. And then I have Cookie. Hi. And then I have Tom. Hello. Uh... Michael, Michael sadly cannot make it with us tonight because he is uh, the adultiest of adults of all of us, and he has a work <laughs> thing. Yeah, if only we could, you know, not be work. Yeah, uh, I'd be down for that, but uh, we would require a lot more Patreon dollars. Um, heavy emphasis on Patreon dollars, hint, hint. There was just a large update to that, and... A large you... update? We should talk about that. I did a whole like 30 minute thing on that by myself, but sure, we can talk about that real quick. Um, there is now no longer the $3 tier because if you are a patron at any level, you get access to all of our extra, all of our extras, like the, the raw episode of the next week, any of the prologue stuff, the, um, like the character advancement and character creation stuff that we did for, uh, Call of Cthulhu is up there. Basically, everything that doesn't make it to the actual feed uh, will be available on that. At the $5 level, I'm sending out birthday cards to people in the continental United States. And uh, just well wishes from the podcast and the community. Uh, at the $8 tier, Jupiter, you want to tell them about your new show? Um, at the $8 tier, our new show, Out of Character, hosted by me, Jupiter Sanders. Uh, you will be able to sit in and listen to the live recordings as well as uh, post questions uh, in the chat room uh, in order to interact with those recordings as they are being uh, done. And when does that start? First episode drops um, February 14th, so a week from yesterday. Uh February 14th is probably easier given as uh, probably not releasing this until like Sunday. So then it's like, okay. Messy. So, yeah. All right. February 14th is the first episode drop. And how often is it going to be releasing after that? We will do every other Friday. Although I'm kind of thinking I could probably go every week, but I'm going to go every other, every other Friday. We'll see how it goes to start off. And then, you know, we can always do more. Oh, you're willing to help out and do more? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, then at the $10 tier, I will send out birthday and December holiday cards of a holiday of your choice. And uh, just general happy well wishes for for the year and a thank you for supporting us. Uh, I'll probably get those typed because my handwriting is terrible, but... We'll be there. And then finally, the last... We need those cards cut out of construction paper, men like crayon, and you just do everything by hand. 
Yeah. Do you want some macaroni cards? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's that's a silly question. We have a, we have silly questions tonight, but that is a silly question. Oh, good. I'm glad I don't have to do that then. Oh, I want macaroni art on my card. Right. And glitter. <laughs> Friendiversary. <gasps> that's right. Ugh. That did come up. Ugh. And then finally, the, the most exciting tier, at least to me, and I'm sure Oz, is the exclusive merch tier. Merch. Where, right? Uh, where we will get exclusive and kind of 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 your choice items made. Uh, I think the first thing I'm doing is a sh- set of the Shadowrun character portrait art, which I will get on dice. And it'll be special, unique, six die without a net. Uh, dice, which will be really cool. And who knows what comes after that. There was a whole lot of things I looked at as ideas for supportive merch, things like shot glasses and USB charging uh, battery packs and just other stuff. But it wasn't feasible to order a large enough um, a large amount of them to make the cost significantly lower. It's like, oh, you know, I can get these at $12 a piece or to start getting the price to drop, I got to order like a hundred of them. And all of a sudden I'm out, you know, a thousand dollars to order these damn things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're just saying we need more $15 patrons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be, that would be wonderful. All of the details of that are on the Patreon update episode. And in the links of that. And if you have any questions, comments, you can send them in. Uh, even though I think we have four, uh, four $15 people at the moment. Uh, I'll still get that stuff made, obviously, but am I included in that? Uh, should I include you in that? <gasps> no, the, the answer is yes, <laughs> which means I got to find out when I'm sending you a stupid birthday card. My birthday's already passed. Thank God, I'm clear for another like nine months. You can send me a friend anniversary card. There we go. Oh man! So we did, uh, (laughs) as mentioned earlier, we did solicit a bunch of questions from folks to to talk about things because I like to, uh, I guess, communicate, answer questions, interact, and just generally hear the sound of my own voice. Mm. So. We have these questions that we got, and we're going to go through and we're going to talk about them a little bit and see what's up, see what people are curious about. Um, got this list, so I'll just start from the top. And the first one is from Jupiter Sanders asking, what will Jupiter and Bams do to celebrate their friend anniversary?" My answer is the same thing we did last year. Oh. What was that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I want to celebrate it. It's because it's dumb. Okay. Any excuse to celebrate is a good excuse to celebrate. <laughs> Apparently being friends with me isn't something to celebrate. Uh, it's more like being friends with me isn't something to celebrate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so moving down the list here, since that one was super uh, in-depth and necessary, and I guess. And yeah. telling. And telling. Um, telling. I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to delete it. There we go. Uh, Oz asks, why is Philip so amazing and awesome? Who has thoughts on the answer to that question? 
I mean, I clearly have thoughts, but I would love to hear what everybody else has to say. Why, why do you think Philip is so amazing and awesome? Because when I made Philip, I intentionally made somebody who is going to be uh, a hate sink for the party or the investigatory group. He's, he's a weasel and that's what makes him so great. Like he's not going to be this person that is going to be the shining hero. He's not going to dive into danger. He is going to wisely flee at the first sign of trouble and be generally terrible. And he is the butt of everybody's jokes and it's wonderful. Hmm. Anybody else have any answers as to why Philip is so amazing and awesome? I think uh, Philip is amazing and awesome because he is not self-aware enough to realize the terrible things he says to people. He just <laughs> is like, what? Like, what did I, what did I say? Like, I, like he doesn't, he's not even aware that he's an all, like he just says the, the most awful things to people or makes judgments about them or, or has these, you know, this judgmental reaction to some people. Um, and he's just not aware of it. So that's fun, I think, to listen to for for people. I enjoy listening to it when I'm when I'm running the game. I think it's because both of them are delusional. <laughs> You're not wrong, but yeah. and like the way that you play him is very good too. You have your consistent I guess idiosyncrasies or little character traits that you do really well at um, showing, <coughs> excuse me, showing the audience. So that's fun. Thank you. This is wonderful. Ego inflated enough. Can we move on? Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, but sorry. Ozis, what is this new show that Jupiter's doing that I heard about? We already covered that when we, we talked did. about Patreon. Yeah. So yes, look for Out of Character, first episode, February 14th. It is a wonderful Valentine's Day gift to listen to with your sweetie. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it is my gift to all of everyone else. They Aww. can share Valentine's Day with me. There you go. <laughs> oh, did you do an episode about romance and games? Because that would have been perfect. No. I oh, man. So, so Bam, so are you going to... Be interviewed on romance and games because that that's a great idea i think i'm glad that this is an audio only medium <laughs> bams will be interviewed on the gender hopping episode given how much you loved morgana that seemed appropriate i guess Given how much you enjoy gender hopping when you play characters i i think you oversell it a little too much but I don't think I've uh, ever had you have a character that was a dude in a game that I've I've been tangentially attached to with you. Well, the good news is we could talk all about this whenever we get around the recording. Exactly. That. All right. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, Sakara asks a couple of questions <laughs> here. Uh, we're going to skip some of them because of we'll talk about that at the end. Um, when is Bamps going to start his own radio show? Uh, I didn't know I needed to do a radio show. I have thought, so let me, let me get this out there as an idea that, uh, will probably fall through as many of my ideas are prone to do. Um, 
there are two D and D actual plays that I sort of follow. One was, uh, there's a YouTube channel called how to be a great game master. He focuses on mostly D and D stuff. I should get a place that I can write a note here so I can remember to, uh, put these links in there. Uh, when Ghost of Saltmarsh and Descent in the Avernus came out for D&T, he did a small wizard-sanctioned 12-episode run with what they called the international team. He was in, the guy running it was in Tokyo. He had a player from Australia, Germany, Norway, and UK or Britain, somewhere like that. I don't remember the the specifics on that because it's, it's the same area. Um. They played through Ghost of Saltmarsh. It was a two-hour show, but a two-and-a-half-hour slot, because for the first 30 minutes, he talked about plans, encounters that he had prepared, the uh, the thought processes of some of the NPCs. And he did this for both Ghost of Saltmarsh and Descent into Avernus, the same group of people. They were actually really impressive for how much they got through in only a two-hour time block. Um. But I really enjoyed looking at his thought process beforehand and then seeing how that actually played out in the game. Um, the other one was Matt Coville and the Chain of Acheron. For the first several episodes, they did their their recordings. And then a couple of days later, he would do a campaign diary talking about the session that they just played from what he had in mind, what he prepped, what happened, some of the game decisions uh, back to back to back um dependent upon how things look and are working out when we go to whatever is after call of cthulhu which we will talk about later uh i would love to do something like that but i don't want to commit to anything so i don't know if that counts as a radio show but i have been told i have a face for radio so as do we all (laughs) right uh, the next question from Sakar is, will BAMPS cosplay as Morgana slash Bruno at Gen Con? Yes. Somebody, somebody wrote in yes to both. I have no uh, idea who that is, but they are a man of wealth and taste. Yes to both. <laughs> um, probably not because I'm really lazy. Although, dependent upon what we look in is one of the ideas I had for the exclusive merch tier was getting some wallets made with custom like police badge sized derp badges and having those. So if like, then all I would need is like a suit with a hat and just fucking flash the derp badge everywhere I go. But nobody would know who I was. Cause like, Oh, it's just some asshole being a man in black in a suit. And, and I don't have the legs to pull off the heels that I would need for Morgana. Prove it. Well, when you put it like that. Also, my also I have big feet. I wear like a size thirteen wide, so finding heels would be impossible. Uh, that is incorrect. That sounds like quitter talk. That, that is quitter talk. Uh, I'm also very lazy. So, uh, next question: Will Oz and Tom ever get their accents right? <laughs> No, I'm never going to get my accent right. Yeah, I'm probably going to fade in and out now and again, pretty consistently. So It it entirely depends on how many scotch ales I've had. 
during the before and during the recording. <laughs> I I know what I want to do, and I am utterly incapable of doing it. Story of my life. Uh, that was an easy one. He also wants us to talk about the community games going on. Who wants to go first? Oh man, I guess I'll go. So currently we have Prophet Sensei uh, game mastering a Legend of the Five Rings play-by-post campaign. Very fantastic. It's been very fun. He's running the Dark Tides module, and there are five of us. I think three of us have almost no idea what's going on in, in the system. So it's been very interesting. Frustrating at times, but it has definitely grown on me. I'm glad that you have specified in the system, because I don't think any of us know what's going on. Correct. So, yeah, it can be uh, kind of infuriating at times that we're trying to find stuff. And, like, I'm, I'm playing a guy who talks. He's he's uh, Columbo from Columbo. And he is happily bungling up this investigation because he will ask a question and it's like teasing. Uh, it, it you're, you're trying to draw like steel wire through uh, the eye of a needle and trying to get details from some of these damn people in this harbor. I can go for the next game. Go I for it. Am running a traveler game with uh, Grafe, uh, Cobalt, and Master Jack. And it's about uh, space stuff. Um, yeah, it's fun. We play Sundays. Uh, this week, that well, the day that this is dropping, that session got canceled. But reasons. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's pretty much Grafa's character is uh, lost a civil war and needs to uh, raise a space navy to win back his homeland. And then a bunch of stuff happens along the way with, like, Pets shitting where they're not supposed to and horror making horrible messes of the uh, life support system. It's always fun. Uh, I am also playing in the play-by-play stuff 5R game. Did Columbo have a sidekick? No, Columbo never did. All right, well, I am... Sherlock had the sidekick. I am Watson to your Columbo. Yes, and uh, hopefully soon we will get to a point where our, uh, our Yoriki will shine. Because I think we've got two pipe hitters, we've got a a mage, and we've got Lou, who is is being Lou, and is a also investigator, social type character with very different um very different priorities from the rest of us. <laughs> um, I know Jupiter eventually. No, I shouldn't say eventually. It's the wrong word. Uh, likes to run the occasional Cthulhu one shot. Yes, periodically I will um, run a Cthulhu one-shot. I may do a Shadowrun 5th edition one-shot in the future. Um, but yeah, once in a while it, it's nice to just throw up a, a game and see if somebody has interest in uh, playing it for an afternoon. Never know what happens. I think we've also done some video games with everyone um, Artemis, right? Was it? Is that what it was called? Yeah, Artemis. Yep. Artemis and Jackbox games. I know we've we've played as a group stuff. So we have a lot of different games going on. Um, there's also Cobalt doing his Ars Magica play by post. If we wanted to throw that in there as well for things. That oh are yes, of course. 
I don't know any of the details. I'm not it's, in it. Yeah, it's not on the WAN server. It's he's he's moved that to a, a separate server. But there are several WAN audience mm. members over there getting ready to play that one. Okay. And I know we've been talking a little bit about. There's a bunch of different board games and stuff on Tabletop Simulator that I would love to sit down and play for a little while. But uh, this will segue into the the next question that Sakara has. Why aren't you cross-promoting by being on other podcasts and such? You've promoted several. Get promoted. It's time, busyness, scheduling. Uh, to pull back the proverbial veil a little bit, for some of the Shadowrun stuff, I had talked to talked to a couple of people to to do guest spots that never truly panned out. Like I talked to uh, Sasha from Crit Squad. I had talked to Opti. I had talked to uh, I talked to a bunch of other people about, hey, you want to come on and do a, a quick thing and then try to try to schedule it out. And it just kind of fell through, fell apart. Um <clears throat> Shadowrun podcasters are a notoriously finicky bunch. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, I mean, let's let's face it, <laughs> spades. Yeah, right. Um, uh, I will say though, I did do some cross promotion. I was recently on Gamers Table. We did a episode on podcasting 101. So I was talking with uh, with them, and I, I plugged without a net more than a few times. Of course, I also plugged Resting Glitchface because I do editing for them. And other than that, I mean, I guess it would behoove us to do more of it, uh, this cross-promoting and such, but it also requires some social capital that... God, I just don't have the time to throw forward, you know? I I think that's a big part of what it comes down to. Like, uh, I'm in a bunch of games. A bunch of... No, this definitely counts as a bunch. Um, and then there's audio editing, and then there's work and sleep, and, you know, being an adult, like, all right, well, today I gotta clean my house, because it's... haven't done it yet this week, so time to get to it. Um... So one of the things that we did mention that was a really great point during the Gamers Table interview uh, roundtable was that running a podcast in general is a lot of fucking work, and yeah. you need somebody to actually, you know, you're you're run. It's it's great. You're all getting around a table and you're having fun. You're doing this game. Once you got the recording done, who's going to edit it? Who's going to promote it? Who's going to put it on the website? Who's going to build the website? And all of this stuff takes a lot of time. One thing that the Pamps and I have both said is that for every hour of recorded content, it is between three and six hours of editing for every hour. And if you don't do it yourself, you got to find somebody who's going to do it for you. And chances are you're going to be paying for it. And if you're lucky, it's only going to cost you 25 bucks per recorded hour and not 25 bucks per actual hour. This stuff gets expensive fast, but if you don't have that quality, nobody listens to it. And when you go into it, then there's that much less time in order to cross-promote. But on the other hand, it may also mean that you could get somebody to listen to it and say, hey, I want to be a part of this, and they come to you. That would be fantastic. To 
to follow up a little bit on the editing part, there's a good chance that between the two of us, we're doing a lot of things wrong or inefficiently, either because oh, sure. we don't know, we haven't figured out different software could do things better in a different way. Um, there's a lot of little things, like one of the things that uh, that the Crit Squad guys were telling me about is it is absolutely 100% easier to prevent the mistakes from ever happening. They were talking about uh, like pop filters and stuff and how it prevents those sharp intakes of breath and that kind of thing. Well, I personally use a headset because I don't really have space in my apartment to dedicate to recording. Like I don't have a, a closet or a small room that's not open to, uh, right. to give me the kind of sound control I need. You know, if I could ideally shut myself in a room the size of like a large walk-in closet with soundproofing and stuff, my audio would be way better. But it's also crazy to expect all of the rest of you to do that. You know, like you guys don't have the uh, the want or need to remodel your house. I mean, I do have not. Well, I have an office that I sit in with a overhead mic and pop filter, but. Oh, look at the show off. Yeah, yeah I know. I will. <laughs> um, but it's just a a lot of that at this size just takes a lot of time, which sucks because then it's like, well, if you're taking all this time, where are you promoting it? Part of it, I 100% know, is my own, uh, I guess the word I want is ethics, where I don't want to go out there and be like, Hey, we dropped a new episode. Let me go on five different subreddits and advertise it, the Facebook page and advertise it, Twitter, and just keep spamming it out there because I know when I browse certain subreddits and I see them all the time, I'm just like, okay, that's great. That's not actually relevant or useful content to me. I'm just going to keep browsing this, uh, this webpage. Uh, I also hate social media, but in the, in the near future, some of that might be changing because, uh, well, I'll, we'll talk about that later. Are we hiring a marketing manager? Because that would be a fantastic idea. If you're listening and you want to do marketing for Without a Net <laughs> Podcast, please contact BAMS at without, without a net pod at gmail.com. I mean, I don't know if I would call it hiring, but I'll, I'll definitely read the emails. Um, yeah, hiring is a strong word. <laughs> hiring is a strong and perhaps misleading word. Um, what, we pay in exposure bucks? Is that it? I mean, well, that's what I'm getting paid for editing, so. <laughs> true, true. Um, I don't want to say it's being paid in exposure bucks because it's uh, the words. People who do like the art and stuff that it's like, that I go and I seek out and like, hey, uh, you want to draw pretty pictures like I like to pay those folks out of the Patreon money and stuff. Uh, oh, absolutely. So I don't want to be like, Oh yeah, no, I'll give you all the exposure you can get out of a, out of a tiny podcast that's doing all of its stuff. Um, but specifics and all that good stuff. I should really buy you guys like a pizza or something. Meh. Maybe for your birthdays, I'll stick a little card in there for you. Nice. Just make sure that there's <laughs> glitter and macaroni on the uh, on the gift card. Uh, you better hope that I forget about this. Okay. Uh, sure. 
Moving down to the next group of questions uh, from Odd. How's the group feeling around burnout? I know that could be an issue with some. You know, I think Burnout is a great game series. I really enjoy it because of the destructible cars and and the blowing up stuff. But on the subject of burning out for the podcast, nah, mm -mm, I ain't feeling it. I just had a a rather wonderful D&D campaign uh, go on hiatus because we just are losing schedule and I'd rather play with all those folks. So I guess there's a little bit of burnout there. But for what we're doing, I thought it was going to be. And it turns out I'm not, so it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, burnout for me is not. It's not really there. Some days it'll be, oh crap, I have a recording. I need to stay awake till midnight, and it's kind of disheartening. And I just want to go right to bed instead of doing a recording. But uh, that's not too often. Um, I mean, it happens now and again. It's the closest to burnout I have. Believe me, I feel that some nights when it's like. Oh, I've got to get up at four thirty in the morning to go to work. Shit. Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? Before I chime in. Um, been doing this since the beginning, and no, no burnout. And I'm the freshest, so not quite there yet. I'm still having fun. Uh, I avoid burnout because of you folks. It's one of those things where it's like talking with the community in the discord and just uh, bumping into new people who are excited when it's like, Oh, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm busy. I was editing a podcast and then people are like, Oh, you know what podcast, that kind of thing. And then sharing the show and that excitement kind of feeds into it. It's like, people are actually like, Hey, and it's like, cool. Um, in addition, Part of the reason we switched over to Call of Cthulhu was just to give me a little deep breath from from running games and stuff. Let the let the old batteries recharge and juice up. Um, moving down, Odd asks, any plans for more sideshows? There's the out of character I'm sure that we've mentioned. Indeed. Which will be starting on February 14th. <laughs> Everybody get your nickels ready for Jupiter. <laughs> Uh, um, wasn't there talk of uh, maybe in the future taking the play-by-post L5R game and maybe turning that into ooh, just a no? Man, just letting the secrets fly. Um, go ahead. I don't remember signing an NDA. So. That's that, fair. That is, yeah. We we don't have <laughs> a uh, a legal wrangler, so uh, there's a lot of stuff that we should ha- we have that we should have that we don't. Or, or something like that. Uh, side projects, yeah, there are there are plans for sideshows. However long they're going to be, who knows? It kind of depends. You know, we'll we'll do a Halloween game, we'll do a Christmas game. Um, Christmas game fell through this year for scheduling. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe we should have a Patreon tier where it's like you know you pay this money and we'll run a game for you. Yeah, you got time to run that game. No. <laughs> okay, because I don't have time to run that game. This is kind of the the problem they have. We'd love to do more sideshows. We just don't have the time, and that yeah. keeps we keep running into that. We don't. I I want to run a a 
big sprawling alien campaign where I make my own star system. We do a bunch of connected one shots and it's just this grindhouse where if your character survives, you move on to the next one. If it doesn't, you're out. I bring somebody else in and it tells a story while cycling through as many players as possible. I don't have the time for that. Through murder. I don't have the time for that. I, I, I want to do it desperately. I just don't have the time. Uh, the the L five R thing, turning that into to a an audio play. Love to do that. I don't have the time. Other audio plays. I would love to do an audio drama for each one of the Shadowrun characters. I'd love to do one for each of the COC characters. I don't have the time. I heard yeah. your Mondays are free. Your Mondays are free too. Yeah. <laughs> too soon. I'm sad now. Aww, hey, um, I'm in the boat with you. <laughs> I we had we had talked about doing like an April Fool's game of something probably made, maybe something else that's a little silly. Um, that might be a sideshow. Oz did let the I'm trying to think of a of a good uh, off five R creature, but not. Um, we had briefly talked about the idea of once that L5R game wraps up and uh, seeing if everybody, and I guess this is us asking if everybody involved with that would want to sit down at some point and turn that into an audio drama thing, kind of like how uh, the Chicago episode was. Mm -hmm. But that'll depend upon what everybody involved wants to do. Um. As for other side shows, if if I get into doing the campaign diary type thing for what we'll talk about later, uh, that might count. But you know, that's in the future. Odd asks, "How's the Shadowrun Adventures coming?" Uh, time, 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 time. <sighs> uh, he also asks, "Some of the other Shadowrun podcasters joined the Discord." recently in a group. Is this just a coincidence? Uh, some of this is Jupiter's fault. Yes. Um, with Out of Character, some of the topics that I've talked about, I've brought in guests um, that I know from the Shadowrun community. And so they had to join the Discord in order to record the uh, episodes. And so they're... that's why they came in. And we'll see some other um, faces kind of pop in and out of the server as we continue to record those episodes for out of character. In addition, uh, Gen Con badges went on sale recently and we met, most of us met many of the other Shadowrun podcasters in the, mm -hmm. in the circles at Gen Con. So as plans for that start coming up plans, uh, they start kind of coming around. Uh, speaking of which, if you are listening to this and going to Gen Con, and want to coordinate a little bit, send me an email or jump on the Discord. Jupiter has her uh, has her Gen Con server that she has set up. So. Yes, there's a Gen Con uh, server that um, many of the people from uh, the Without a Net audience and some other people that we meet up with um, are all on. And so when we're at Gen Con, we can kind of coordinate um Meeting with each other, dinners, drinks, cigars, all of those fun things. So definitely come on or reach out to me in a DM. I can get you on that server. Super excited for Gen Con this mm -hmm. year. It's going to be great. It is. It's going to be fun. 
Uh, how's everyone liking their characters in Call of Cthulhu? Oh my god, I love Doyle. He's fantastic. And Doyle is trash. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> it's so, so interesting. So slimy. Seeing the Morgana Mary Sue relationship from outside and just the way it's flipped around. Man, it has been flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> uh, we haven't heard from uh, Finn or Cookie a lot, so let's get them to, to wax poetical about. Um, I like I like my character. I think that she's a lot of fun. Uh, I wish that I would sometimes play her a little tougher because she's turning into a softy, and that's frustrating for me. But <laughs> that's the kids. <laughs> It sounded like a goat, which is very fitting because yeah. goat is. There is a, a guy, yes. like, oh, that was terrible. But there's a guy that lives, I don't know, four or five city blocks from where I live that has goats. So it's like right down my hill. Yeah, no, no goat. Just sleepover with fourteen-year-old boys, and my son's a weirdo. So he knows that we're recording, and he's trying to be a butt cheek right now. Because I can't kill him or beat him in front of his friends, you know. <laughs> that sounds like the best time to do it, actually. Yeah, but then the, it would be on the recording, and that would probably be bad. <laughs> Stop, I mean, Corbin. Go away. <laughs> um. Let me let me follow up on that a little bit. How are you? Uh, how are you guys finding Call of Cthulhu as a system? I'm enjoying it. Really, I am. I think uh, I wasn't sure how much I'd enjoy the D100 setup, but it's been working pretty well so far. Um, I'm kind of iffy on the D100. Initially, I liked the idea, but then when it just the math became too simple in my head. Uh, it also feels bad to like put a um, what's it called like put a skill up above seventy, right? It, that just feels raw, like kind of munchkiny. But when you're rolling like a d twenty, that's the same as you know needing what fourteen? No, I don't know. Whatever. I can't think right now. My my brain is fried. Um, <laughs> Something like that. Right. So it's. It's not that bad of a target number, right? Like having a seventy percent and it's something you're good at, kind of makes sense. Uh, but I felt like I felt bad putting things up to fifty, which is you know coin flip odds. But oh, especially if you think about D and D when at level one for something you're supposed to be good at, you probably have like plus five, which is a twenty five percent increase right there. And then if you're like a rogue with expertise or something, all of a sudden you're you're way higher. Right. And yeah, so yeah, level one fighter against a 15 AC person. Because 15. It's a 50. That's, right? That's a 50 50. Um, and I, I haven't played much fifth or really any fifth, so I don't know if 15's good or not. Goblins have a 15 AC usually. Okay. So. That's like a shield, a little bit of armor, and like one from dexterity. Alright, yeah, so that's like decent. Oh yeah, so it just seems a little, a little weird, just having percentages. It's is it because they take it from a number and turn it into a percent? Is it just the the presentation? If it was like a D twenty version of Cthulhu, would you think it would feel 
No, no. Uh, I, I guess my, I don't know. I just, I don't like linear odds. I don't know. I like, um, abstract. Not abstract per se, but like a 2d6 or 3d6. And because it has that bell curve to it. So like the middle numbers are more common. So that means if you have a, if you need to get, you know, higher than average, it, you know, exponentially gets, well, exponentially, but sort of exponentially gets harder and harder. And then on the other side, if it, it's easier, it's exponentially easier. Um, instead of just lit straight linear, easier, harder. Um, I think that's more of my problem. It's kind of arbitrary and kind of silly. Yeah. What about you, Cookie? Cause this is like your second game. Well, technically I guess third game cause Alien and D&D. Um, it's more, I think it's easier to understand some of the mechanics the more I play, but I'm not the type of person that can just read the directions. Like I have to do it and do things multiple times. Um, I like the story that, um, Jupiter has created and I like trying not to die. So that's definitely a lot of fun for me. Uh, I would do it again. 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, do you got anything, Jupiter, you got anything you want to say on the, the subject? Did I already say something on the subject? I don't know. You just talk all the time. So <laughs> I, I like the Cthulhu system. I think it's an, uh, it's not a lot of crunch. I, I like the setting of it being a horror. I think it's something, it is a good, Entry level RPG. It is a nice one to get some new people into. It's fun. It's quick. It's easy. Uh, and that's why I really like Call of Cthulhu. The challenge is making it a campaign. I teed you off there for my follow up questions that I didn't write down because I didn't want you to be prepared. <gasps> you had let it be known a while ago, maybe being one of the. Uh, production channels or something that you had never run a Cthulhu campaign before. You'd always just mm-hmm. done it in like one shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. What are the what are the trials and tribulations you have run into in that way? Um, you have to have like a I, either you have to go a hundred percent everybody's cultist or a hundred percent everybody's some kind of authority figure agents of derp in this case. Uh, you can't just have a random group of just everyday people thrown into an extraordinary circumstance and expect to build that into a campaign of ongoingness. It's just they, it has to be one of the other spectrum. Um, I think, I think you have to do it that way. Unless I, you know, uh, there's a, there there probably are other ways to do it, but I think it's way more challenging especially for the players to have that player cohesion. Um, but right now, um, my biggest challenge is Shadowrunners. But once I get rid of them, because I'll kill them off, I think everything will be smooth sailing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shadowrunners are pretty terrible. They are the worst. The worst. <laughs> the worst. I have a follow-up to my follow-up question that I also didn't write down because I'm a terrible person. You were just lazy and you didn't write them down. Don't make it sound like you're some super genius because you didn't write them down. Wiley Coyote, super genius. Wiley Coyote, super genius. Um, 
how do you because you've run games before and i imagine you've done some campaigns before right i have how in do you other feel systems about, yeah how do you feel about running a campaign for a podcast it <clears throat> so I'll, I'll just be honest i feel a lot more pressure because now I'm not just making sure the people around the table are having fun, but now there's this extra layer of, is everybody listening going to have fun? Or is somebody going to call me on, I did something wrong? And so I feel more pressure. Uh, does it detract from the fun I'm having running the game? No, because when I'm in the recording, I'm I'm there in the recording and I'm not thinking about that. It's that time in between Wednesday nights, those other nights of the week where I sit here thinking, oh my gosh, is everything crumbling? Is Bamps going to be mad at me? Did I ruin everything he's built? And that's what, that's my anxiety uh, uh, surrounding running a game for a podcast. You're just worried that I'm going to judge you? Yes. You're a harsh judge. And then no more friend anniversaries. Not like we celebrate them anyway, but... You so. can celebrate them. I do I celebrate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me. Oh, I guess I should answer the actual question. Uh, Bruno is a terrible person that has had bad things happen to him, and uh, almost makes me wish that we were recording this in like three weeks from now because of some of the <laughs> stuff that's about to happen. Because there's a whole conversation that can be had there that maybe we will have one night and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh boy things happened. Uh, th- things definitely did happen uh have any fans asked about trying their hand at editing a raw episode actually yes uh mm-hmm. grafa has been helping jupiter with editing of her out of character stuff she has a bunch of <clears throat> excuse me she has a bunch of episodes already recorded and stuff and um he's been helping her with that and has offered to help us with the, the recording that we, or the editing that we do Uh, currently working on showing him how I like things done Mm -hmm. because I'm a weirdo. I shouldn't say that. In the training regime, he may be fired. We have six (laughs) or 90 days before we can choose whether to keep him on permanently. Um, For his zero pay. Exactly. Um, if other people were also interested in at least seeing what goes on, I don't have an issue uh, seeing if people are up for it. Because honestly, that is one of the biggest hangups. Not hangups is the wrong word. That's one of the biggest time sinks that keeps us from doing other stuff is the amount of editing we put in those things. Because mm-hmm. the, the end product is important. Uh, do, do, do. Any thoughts and plans for more community stuff besides what was hinted at, i.e. the factions? I have ideas about the factions, and a specific faction-related drop will come down in the future. Um, do you guys have any ideas for community stuff coming up that you're going to do? Uh, but, go ahead, sorry. Uh, sure. I mean, whenever I finish Traveler, I'll probably start running a new game. I mean, that's the closest mm. I got. What new game? I don't know. I'll figure that out. <laughs> but it, Traveler's still like months and months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
I'll just keep running games on Sundays. Just, there you go. Yeah. Whatever game it happens to be. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I do the alien thing, but time is no. I I might look at it this winter or this fall. Uh, once my uh, once my college courses are done, then I should have a little bit more time, and I can see whether or not I can fit it into the budget of time. My community stuff is going to be a lot of this faction thing, if and when I can. I have a bunch of ideas as I am prone to do, but I got to get them nailed down. I got to talk to some people about effectively play testing them and getting ideas. Cause we did a small thing the other day. I had a map. It's the diplomacy map, but in like a circle and we, <clears throat> we had four people and we started a spot and we drafted out just to get an idea of how many spaces people might end up with. And if we do the factions, like the factions mini game thing, um, it'll it'll use that same method with a bunch of extras thrown in. Because like when we did it, I ended up with six positions of power versus other two other people's nine and one other person's ten, I think. And it was like, all right, well, how can I balance that out a little bit more so that everybody has about the same amount of things to do? So there's a lot of fine tuning and stuff that when I sit down and start writing that stuff out, which should hopefully be in the next week or two, at least the ideas that I have in my head, I will, uh, I will pass it along. Jupiter, any idea on when you might run your next Cthulhu game or whatever? Um, no, I have my hands full right now with this one and my crazy cultist. Oh, that's right. The cultist that you guys may know from the, uh, from the Cthulhu podcast. Um, Cobalt, Skies, Psychotron, Suit, and uh, Grafa are my cultists for Call of Cthulhu. And they've been up to no good, obviously. Starting trouble in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, my God, two Fresh Prince references tonight already. They got um, in one little fight, and Patterson no, got scared. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're actually going to be recording um, a cultist full length of game uh tomorrow night so that is happening so i don't know when i'll run another game i guess it's whenever i have a weekend free and have a uh, something in my head to uh run uh i would like to get a board game night started mm. because the tabletop simulator uh it's on sale almost constantly on steam for like 10 bucks mm. um but there's a lot of different board games that you can get for it and play without it be just a matter of uh, timing, planning, and just doing as opposed to stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you guys talked about doing a game in Eberron? Uh, no. If we did D&D, I wouldn't have a problem using the Eberron content and just kind of like throwing a new kit of paint on it, but... Uh, we just had a production meeting last week talking about what's coming next, and we'll talk about that towards the end. Uh, you guys, your Monday night game was that? Had, did that have Eberron stuff in it? Uh, no. no, the we had some uh, unearthed Arcana stuff in it, but we did not do anything with Eberron. We were going to, yeah. and then the Alchemist rules sucked, so we said no. 
Uh, what about you at home, Tom? Have you ever done anything with Eberron? I think I have two 3.5 Eberron books sitting somewhere on one of my shelves. Um, I yeah, think I, read, I read through them once. Uh, but yeah, no. I think I like the idea of Eberron. I think it's neat, all the neat and different things that are within it. But when I sit at the table and somebody tries to bring that in, it's it for me it's like that's not D and D. That's not that's not my D and D. Stop it. I don't know why. I have this weird resistance to it. I like the idea of it, but I don't want to play with it. It's it's I don't understand why myself. That's right, your irrational aspect can can be irrational. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you wish you saw more of in the Discord server? People! Movie nights. Yeah. Yeah. Other games. people can have movie nights. Games? More mm-hmm. games? More games. More people. More movie nights. One nice thing that does come up is that uh, we've got people who are starting to play Borrow Trauma, which I was going to get into and then didn't. Uh, the Artemis game was fun. Uh, I think we need to kind of uh, reignite that and then whatever else we can find, you know, if we can get some more people who have shared interests, then get more of those. Yeah. It's fun to talk about the different games and TV shows and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You know what you should do? We should do like a book club, but instead of books, because nobody watches books anymore, reads books anymore. uh, I I read books. No, that's not true at all. I read. I mean, you don't read books. I don't read books. There you go. I mean, he called it watching books, so. (laughs) Truth. I watch books sitting on the shelf all day. (laughs) I got a book right here within arm's reach, I'll have you know. What is it? uh, We'll talk about it later. Okay. It's covered in an inch of dust, that's why. I have have a book within arm's reach, too. It just came in the mail today, so... (gasps) Yours came in the mail. Mine came in the mail this week, too. And it, did it yours come cellophane wrapped? Yes. Okay, yeah. Mine did, too, yeah. so it can't be covered in dust, so screw you guys. <laughs> um, if somebody wants to find, like, a uh, – wants to head up, like, a book club where we watch a thing every month, like a TV series, it's like, hey, you have through the month of February to watch all of uh, The Witcher because The Witcher is big and popular right now. Mm-hmm. I would totally be behind doing that and talking like in the first week of the month, you're supposed to watch episodes one and two and then the second week and then talking about them. That would be really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. If anybody's interested in taking the lead on that, let me know or I'll make Jupiter do it. As you do. We could actually even do it with uh, a book podcast well, oh. we could do it with a book we could do it with podcasts because i know i've so, spoiler for later on uh i've been really hooked on la by night which is a vampire yeah. the masquerade you've got several thing. of us hooked on it now too yes, yeah if we wanted to do it everybody has to watch the first three hour freaking episode and then uh we'll talk about it yes i totally but yeah if we uh, want to find a podcast uh something to uh uh you know Start watching as a group and then discussing and dissecting later. Yeah, I can do that. That would be that would be cool. Let's mm-hmm. let's make that happen somewhere. All right, let's. Yeah, all right. Well, we're gonna do it regardless if anybody's in it. If it's just you and me talking about something, then it's just you and me. I love talking. 
We know. Uh, given that you would be there. <laughs> when would you introduce the awkward hug tier on Patreon? Uh, probably no. never. But if anybody at Gen Con wants an awkward I'll hug, give, me, I'll give awkward hugs if they're going to pay me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. Right? Let's do an awkward hug tier. Yes, you get in that tier, you'll get a hug at Gen Con. I mean, you got to pay wow, for your Wow, you're Gen Con. so stingy that you wouldn't give people hugs if they were broke. You'd just be you like, know, no, no hugs. You're not a supporter. I'm very selective in who I give hugs to. I don't just, like, hug people, which wow. is terrible because at work, everybody there likes to greet you with a hug every day. Just get a box of masks and like pretend to be sick the whole time. It's like, sorry, I'm, I've got coronas. No, they just come in and do the awkward sideways hug, and I just like take it. Like I just sit there and just let them do it. And just, just freeze it's up quicker. Quicker, just let it happen, and they move on. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I've lived somewhere. I lived somewhere <laughs> where that was the way to greet people was with a hug. It is mm-hmm. ugh, horrible. I find handshakes are a little too too touchy, so uh, hugs are just (laughs) way out there. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I, I do enjoy hugging people. It's just I'm very selective in who I hug. I don't just hug everybody. (laughs) So if you get one for me, it's extra special. Exactly. It's a a discerning, sophisticated hug. (laughs) That you paid for. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. For. I might put more enthusiasm because <laughs> that put a little bit more English on it. Is that what you just like? <laughs> oh well, if we're gonna talk about English hugs. Stop it. Um, we can bring out Doyle. Odd asks, "What's the news on the D and D big campaign thingy in hibernation for now?" Yeah, let's let's call that in hibernation and first draft of crazy faction thing. That we'll have more information on later. Why did you skip his other question? Can you not create compile a list and and pin it? Because I want to do that at the end, <gasps> okay. so that we we go out on that. Because yeah. that's that's a big thing, and will take many many minutes to talk about. Okay. There's this oddly struck through question here, asking who are the players' <laughs> favorite GMs and why is it Mary Sue? It's who are the players' favorite GM. And why is it Mary Sue? He's just assuming everyone's going to say Mary Sue. Well, you know what they say about assuming. <laughs> um, it's often correct. Yeah, Mary Sue is my favorite GM because <laughs> on the podcast, uh, MS is the only person who's who's run a game for me so far. So we'll see what changes <laughs> in in upcoming things. When the other people have to take a turn as a GM, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get ready, Cookie. So wait, is this is this right? I'm the only one here who's been GM'd by both um, mm-hmm. Bamps and Jupiter. And yeah, at current on yeah. record. Who's your favorite? Oh, wow. wow. Choose, choose um, wisely. Um, you can say Bamps. Um, I'm gonna say I like when I GM my Traveler game because it's very fun. That's it. I'm I'm chicken <laughs> out. <laughs> you could have just been quiet and just. <laughs> just got away with it. Bams. You could have said Bams. I'd have been okay. That's fair. No, <laughs> you're both fair. good, though. That's the thing. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to cry if you choose him. Oh, my I, uh, God. No, you're... It's fine. I you can can't. choose me. I can't. He's going to cry if you don't. 
and technically, Cookie can also answer because mm-hmm. uh, I was just running D and D for her today, like yeah, four hours so ago. We play in real life, so I feel confident in not wanting to answer this question at all. <laughs> Yo, I, mean, I will pluck your Kenku. You know, wow. if, if if you all wanted the safe answer, you could have just said me for the alien game, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. You, you were the best Geiger counter. I am. HR Geiger oh, my counter. goodness. Yes. Beep, beep, Oz. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to skip over his next crossed out question. But you're going to. Oh, his next one. Yeah. Yeah. Just skip over that. Uh, Psychotron sent in a whole bunch of deep lore questions about derp. We're going to oh make a goodness. whole other episode about this because there's uh, there's a lot of very good questions in there. I think we're going to need like a solid two, three hours to derp around here. Nah. Yeah. It's going to be the kind of thing I think we're going to need to sit down, write it out, and then spend some time in between sessions filling things out. Are we we're actually writing a script for something now? No. Uh, than, not like it's in Chicago. Mm-mm. So, like no. his one of his questions is: Was the inciting? What was the inciting incident for Derp? Does it date back to the founding fathers and their Illuminati connections? Like, er? he so wants little, to, yeah, he wants us to world build Derp. What is sure. it? How is it perceived within the country or the world? Is is it is it known? Is it Men in Black or is it FBI? Like, what is it? And we've never really explored. Derp and its origins. So to just fire off questions from uh, from the hip here, fire off answers would be disingenuous. Yeah, I don't want to just. Yeah, I, I want to be thoughtful about it, and so we're going to do something separate for that. I don't know where the writing part came in, but yes. Well, because we'll just take the questions and we'll write out a a history of derp. Oh man, I have a brilliant idea. We'll talk about it later. I mean, I'm going to write it out right now, because otherwise I'll forget. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cobalt asks, what was the hardest part transitioning from Shadowrun to Call of Cthulhu? And what is the easiest? Well, guys? I would say the hardest part of transitioning from Shadowrun to Call of Cthulhu is to stop being a fucking Shadowrunner in Call of Cthulhu. Yep. That's definitely tough. This actually goes back into some of Psychotron's questions, because if we sat down and more thoroughly defined Derp at the beginning, maybe we wouldn't be such shadow runners. Maybe. But also I think it's it's different going from uh, a future game reverting to back to the past. So, you know, yeah. it, that was I have no idea why you people chose the nineteen twenties. I'd have been like, why didn't you just choose modern? But, because cell phones ruin horror. No, they don't. No. I just put you in areas where no signal, because I drove through several of those today. There are still places in this country, in this day and age, that I can't get a cell phone signal. I'm flying to one of those places in two weeks. There you go. I'm sorry that you have a bad uh, Hmm? carrier. A carrier? No, my carrier is good. I'm just in, you know. Apparently not, if you don't get service. Look, I see horse and buggies on the regular. Mm -hmm. So... Pretty sure I live in the middle of nowhere. That is not true. You actually live in like a, 
pretty touristy destination with really good mm. cell phone coverage. If you ever travel, like your phone goes out in many more places than just here. And I have a pretty darn good, like top tier cell phone carrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive saying that. Get out of your house a little bit, Rob, away from the Wi-Fi, wow. and then you can see. <laughs> um, I will also point to the fact that of the, the characters in Cthulhu, Bruno is a criminal, and will approach mm-hmm. things in criminal fashions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip is a scumbag. Also a so, criminal. Oh, yes. So he's going to approach things in a criminal way. Finn's not exactly the most legally operating person in the world. I mean, child How labor laws. How dare you, sir? Finn How is a lovely, you. good Catholic boy. Right. How yes. dare you disparage his good Catholic name? Well, I will disparage away. You know, uh, it's just like an Italian-American to go after an Irish-American. Oh, man. It's not my fault. <laughs> 1920s Boston. Bastin. <laughs> Bastin. Chowder. 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 Um, a cookie, would you say that you uh, are a friend of the law? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably. I haven't stolen anything like any of you guys. Uh, 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 <laughs> several people have commented on your thievery as of late. I will point um, out that the weekend, oh, the episode yeah. that came out yeah. most recently yes. was the one where you stole a bunch of candy. Uh-huh. And then had the nerve to offer it to the man you stole it from. I mean, what else would I have done with it? You're a government <laughs> agent. Why would you steal it? It got paid <laughs> for. <laughs> it oh, it didn't take up He gave that you man $10. Stole candy. You just took it. An mm. abuse of power. It, 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 all right. Caught. I don't know. Maybe Quite. maybe there not. Maybe not necessarily. <laughs> um, Samuel may be the, the most squeaky clean of the entire group. Yeah. No, yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Why did you say that with such struggling? I do not wish to elaborate. He could plead the fifth on his behalf. That's fine. I will plead the fifth. Uh, I think the easiest thing to transition was going from a crunchy rule set to a very easy non-crunchy rule set. I think that yeah. that transition easy. Yeah. Absolutely. To move on, we have a lot more questions. Hold. It's uh, not that many. Okay. <clears throat> Seraph asks, has there been a thought about playing a 2050s campaign of Shadowrun using 5e rules? Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> I'm much more interested in exploring other systems, and I think other people are as well. As to cut, cause like We went from Shadowrun to Cthulhu, and we're going to go to something else in just a little bit. Um, more on that soon. Right? <laughs> um. So going back to Shadowrun, one of the things when we started, when we were talking about, because Jupiter's uh, somebody that she knows did the logo for us, and some of the wording when we started off was, she came back when I think I said a a Shadowrun actual play podcast. I'm like, well, 
we're going to pull that off. We're going to put an RPG on there because I don't intend to stay in only one system for Mm -hmm. forever. I know. And I already have an image for the next logo. It's going to, Oh my god, I think I do too. So I can't wait to talk about it. Also, we need to talk about business cards. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> Carbon 2185 has come out. Thoughts about playing that, sticking with Cyberpunk game, but different rules set. Uh if we were to do something like Shadowrun again and that like Cyberpunk y uh Carbon's on that list a little bit because it's uh it's based off D and D fifth edition. So if we wanted to do something with uh, technology and magic, it's easy to, to hack magic back into that. Uh, Cyberpunk Red is probably on that list. Um, but we've already talked about and decided on our next game, so if that were to happen, we're looking at like a year from now before mm-hmm. we get there. Maybe more. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Has there been a thought about maybe playing a more intrigue or intrigue mm-hmm. traditional RPG? like? Like some of the storytelling system, uh, give me like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you thought about playing a more indie-based RPG like Cthulhu Tech Ten Candles or Pugmire. Side note: If Bam says Blades in the Dark, throw a nickel at the microphone. Um, one of the RPGs that was on the list the first time we talked about what's after Cthulhu was Lancer. Lancer is awesome, but Lancer does best when you're playing with a tactical battle map which doesn't translate great to audio. Um, we also had Stars Without Number on there, which is sort of yeah. indie, I suppose. Stars Without Number. Uh, Scum and Villainy was on there, which is a Space Blades in the Dark. Um, <laughs> I don't think that was at the microphone. That sounds like it was at like a cup that you had in on your... his punjar that he doesn't get to use on Mondays anymore. I know. Oh. I have to retask my punjar. <laughs> it's now a blades in the dark jar. Oh, uh, I guess that means yes, it's a blades in the dark jar. Wow, <laughs> we could go all night. Yeah, yeah, we could. Um, after two years of podcasting, what have you learned to make it easier to make said podcast? Delegate responsibility. That's a big one. Um. Mm-hmm. Find a way to develop a community that is interested in helping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows that Oz does a lot of the cool sound effects. Grafa is now interested in doing some of the the earlier editing passes. Tom and Zakara work together to put together the website. Mm-hmm. Um, Jupiter does some social media stuff on the very... Well, you did. I don't know if you've I still did. done it. No, not... Uh, not... No, not since I moved because of the, yeah, that switchover. Because moving is a pain in the ass, and then you get out of the habit, and you just don't do it. I mean, yeah, um, moving out of the, moving across country was, was a was a thing. There was a, it was a very weird transition year. A lot happened, and yeah, yeah. I didn't do the social media. But Cookie's no, taking it over. Uh, yeah, I keep forgetting to talk what? to her about that, Could and I got to talk to her about You volunteered, her. Cookie, remember? I am really all about helping and stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, I I do. I'm doing a couple things right now, too, uh, for, uh, like, uh, we're doing, like, a Lady Start League. Um, so I'm managing mm-hmm. that as well. So it's not really a big thing. Yeah. And I don't mind. I like uh, the involvement from you, people on there. Mm-hmm. You and I will sit down because of stuff you talked about with the other thing that we'll talk about in about four minutes. 
<laughs> um, I love the countdown. <laughs> and then there's just general experience things. Uh, like the the more you practice, the more you get at, better at it. That kind of thing. Um, and it it gives you ideas because like uh, there was a downtime episode that's coming up with Bruno and Cookie in it, and as you guys know by now, there's some weird entity that talks to Cookie and, and does stuff with her. And I'm going to go, and there's a section where the the entity is talking to her, and I'm talking, so I'm going to record myself speaking for a couple of seconds, then I'm going to drop the volume on it and kind of fade it out so it's like he's shouting over top of me into her attention. Um, which is something that I would have had no idea how to do a year and a half year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just little things like that, or when we were playing around with uh, with the music for the show, I had the idea to take like a 1920 song and then like the spooky song and then fade the 20 song out while bringing the, the spooky song in and have them kind of like, I don't even cross fade in and out, which could have been cool, but it will be cool. And that just goes back to a time thing. It's the time to find the 20 song, the spooky song, and then from there we mm-hmm. can put it all together. It's just, I haven't had the time to, find the stuff for it because i too would like to do that that might be a uh see if we can grab somebody to do some bespoke uh intro outro music again like we did for uh shadowrun i i still have that guy's email i could totally hook him up uh, uh yeah we'll talk about that later. found music i could use for free done Bam. yeah and that's what we currently have now i mm-hmm. think i need to sit down get the length right and then find the 20 stuff 20s stuff that I can use for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what has made it more difficult over the past two years? Unreasonable expectations. No. My schedules. unreasonable expectations? Yeah. Schedules. People's schedules getting in the way. That has made it very difficult to put a podcast out. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we've had that many scheduling issues with Cthulhu. Uh, uh, well... Let's ask Samuel. Oh. I see what you did there, but <laughs> um, this isn't an issue because Sam does some no, very no, no. I didn't jobs. say it was an issue. It's no, it, just... the question was what has made it more difficult. Schedules make it <sighs> difficult. People on vacation, people traveling for work, people moving across the country, people having to you know. Things come up, and that does make it difficult. And it chewed our what was it at one point three month backlog? Chewed we, it down to what three weeks? Our our Shadowrun backlog did get some yeah some yeah. terrible things done to it through scheduling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's real healthy for Cthulhu right now. Knock on wood. Uh, what do you wish you could have done differently over the past? Two years. Made BAMPs promote more. Yeah. I tell you what, when you free up some of my free t- some of my time, I'll be happy to. And Grafe is working on that right now. We were yep. on Shadowrun, you were on the Shadowrun subreddit constantly, but you didn't want to post there because you didn't feel like you should promote. I think yeah. you held back on the promoting because BAMPs on the Reddit is polarizing and you were like, Oh, I don't want people to just automatically hate it because they hate me. That, and I, that is a we thing. We didn't promote. We didn't promote, I think, when we were doing Shadowrun, we didn't promote as much as what we do now. 
Um, there is also in in that particular instance a uh, a conflict of interest because I'm also a moderator there, you but I do have down from moderating. Oh, it's fucking! <laughs> I enjoy the crazy power that I get. Okay. Um, what about the rest of you guys? Um, you know what I think I could have done differently over the last two years, and what I should still be working on is. Um, better arranging my sound effects archives, my musical archives. I'm doing it better with COSC, but there's still a lot of stuff that I can do better. And uh, one thing I keep on saying I'm doing, and I'm kind of doing it, is there are bridge words that everybody uses. And uh, <laughs> the, the and, etc. Grabbing those and having having those separate so when you were trying to edit uh, sound. You can if somebody, 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 somebody is is is, uh, is um you know mm-hmm. they stutter or there's a lot of background noise or you know, two people are talking at once and it's meshed together. Then you can pull out those bridge words and you can sock those in without making it sound like it's cutting off or or things like that. That is something that I wish I could have done differently, especially on some of my other stuff because it would cut down a lot of time trying to kind of scalpel away the bad stuff and leaving the good. Yo, big mood on that. Yeah, why why excise when I could do a transplant? Right. <laughs> uh, Tom, Cookie? Uh, I would probably make Finn a different character. I, I like Finn, but I also have I don't know, I, I have uh, wishy-washy with him right now. Like I, I like him. I like. I'm like playing that. him. I every right? time. I yeah, I love Finn. Finn is fantastic. How do you not like? Finn? Is that is that because you came up with other ideas after playing for a little while? No, it's because I would have liked something more you- investigatory than what he mm-hmm. is. Right. Um. There. Yeah. That. Uh, I also wish it was not 1920s. <laughs> um, because it is just you know oh, would it make sense for there to be a you know what was one of the things would it make sense for there to be electric lights or oil lights here hmm I don't yeah. know would they even have lights here <laughs> oh god yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I totally agree that's probably been the hardest part has been the different time shift but uh, would I change my character no, I think for me, it, uh, I've said this before, it's an easy one for me to play because it's kind of, I want to say, built close to how I feel that I personally could play, you know, because it's kind of close to home for me. Um, the veil is thin. Right, which made it a really easy um, transition to put myself into a character and be able to play, you know, at least at a certain level, semi-competent, right? It's competent. It's just when you put yourself in the twenties, it's you're you you made a character that's close to you living in the now. Well, the twenties is drastically different than the now, and so you can play that character, but you have to play it that character in that time era, and that's difficult to do, especially uh, since absolutely. you're playing a woman. I think what would have been. Funny, and and Seraph will appreciate this later, I'm sure, when he hears this. But if we had done 
agents of dirt, but we'd done it Delta green and we'd done it, you know, nineties, early two thousands, we'd have exactly the same thing we're doing now. And it's just more emphasis on making sure that we're keeping things quiet while leaning on our authority. Mm -hmm. So more shadow runny. In the, well, we're not exactly deniable assets, but we do have to make sure things stay quiet. So, you know, when, when a deep one rises up out of Innsmouth and is walking around town, you're like, all right, here, here comes the old swamp gas excuse, but uh, let's be quiet and put two in its dome and, and go home for dinner. Make it sound like it would only take two. I mean, depleted uranium rounds, who knows, incendiaries, et cetera. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's anything I specifically wish I could have done differently. I would have loved to have been able to manage my time and organizational stuff better, but uh, who doesn't wish they had that? You know, like, yeah, everybody wishes they were more organized and had their junk put together better. And it's just, it's like, yeah, no, I should totally sit down and correctly relabel and make a better system for how I keep these raw recordings in this folder that are just dated. But, uh, yeah. You don't do that just for fun? What is that's like a nice Sunday evening for me. What do I look like? A guy who's not lazy? <laughs> uh Seraph asks, has there been a thought to do a group game in one place? Uh I imagine it's like a face to face game, I'm not one hundred percent sure, but the logistics yeah. on that are crazy. Not the- to mention. Yeah, the, the the closest way we could do that is set up a one-shot at Gen Con, or because I know it's close to most of you, and I'm planning on going this year, PAX Unplugged. I mean, PAX Unplugged is super close to where I am. Yeah. And uh, some some friends of ours have been going every year. They're super insistent we go this year, and I'm like, well, I have this weird... Uh, I've got this byline on my paycheck that says something like uh, vacation pay, so I should probably use some of that this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> vacation pay. Get it. Yeah, right? So I will uh, – we'll, we'll do PAX Unplugged this year, and yeah, maybe – I'm told there's, there's games there. What's that? Is that October or is that uh, – uh, Closer to December, I thought. Hey, Google – it is Friday, November 20th through Sunday, November 22nd. Yeah, and it's like an hour, hour and a half from us. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a quick plane flight for me, but I'm, you know, we're, we're kind of planning on going, so we can try and do something there. Uh, I'm going to skip over this question, but I won't because nobody will let me do it. How does it feel to know that BAMPS is wrong about the 49ers? I feel like it's bullshit. They spent the entire season on their running game, and they threw the ball so many goddamn times. It makes me mad. I like, think you know that that's the that's the best part about this entire thing. If they had that, played, I was wrong. No, if they had played the way they played the entire season, you would have been right, and that's what they should yeah. have done because they would have won. Instead, they went to the passing game, and it's like it was just to spite you. I think that it was. I think Andy Reid put a hex on them. I am. Wait, wait, wait. I, I didn't really watch. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. But what you're saying is they uh, threw the game instead of running for it. Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. 
high fives. On my side. High Woo. fives. Um, I am 100% convinced if on that last drive before they threw that interception, if they stuck to running the ball, they would have won the game because they had like a minute or so to go down the field and they could, and I want to say they had all their timeouts left or at least two of them. I don't, I don't remember because I was busy being mad. Um, but all they had to do was just keep running the ball and just keep pushing it. They were only down by four points, so they just needed to get it into the end zone, which I fully believe they would have done if they did what they were good at. Instead, they go back to what they were doing all game, which was throwing the goddamn ball. Just bullshit. No, I'm not salty about it. Not at all. So thank you, everybody, for all of these questions. These were excellent, and we do appreciate them. We hope that you liked our answers. We know that we skipped some, and there's a reason for that. And now it's time to uh, well. Before we get to off. that, <laughs> uh, do any of you guys have questions for each other? Because I I sucker punched Jupiter with some. Are you enjoying playing a character as opposed to running the game? Is it like uh, taking a, a rest for you, Bams? Uh, taking a rest is a weird way to put it. Well, you know what I mean. Is it is it a yeah, little less? I'm, I'm consuming. It's a little like you can breathe a bit. So rather than making idea babies about the game that I'm running, I am making idea babies about what's coming up, which gives me, you know, I don't have to immediately spend those idea babies. Um, It also lets me, it does let me like relax a bit because it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about focusing people's attention on, Mm -hmm. uh, on character one or character a, I don't have to worry about somebody trying to geek my NPCs or burn down cities, <laughs> cleanse them with righteous fire. Um, Plot to kill children. Yeah. He's not a child. He is a demon He's in the form child. of a child. <laughs> Could uh, is it everything you thought it would be? Or is it easier, tougher? Are you less nervous? Uh, always nervous. Uh, just a ball full of anxiety, I am. Um, but no, it's definitely been a lot of fun. Um, some days are harder than others, I think, to get into that mindset and get into the character. But um, once I feel like I'm there, those few times that it does happen so far, you know, it feels great. And uh, I love telling my friends and family, you know, about what we got into this week and everybody seems to enjoy and like listening to the stories that we create. So mm-hmm. I think that's fun. I suck a punch two of you. I'm actually disappointed that Oz doesn't have any last minute grueling mm-hmm. questions. Why? Why? I mean, I've been talking all night. I mean that that's kind of the reason why. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So I'll I'll throw one out because see, we are still one. we're still a little while out for this. And I'm not gonna ask Jupiter this question because she already knows the answer. So of the people assembled here who are playing in the COC game, what do you think's gonna happen at the end? We all die. Mm. How? I don't know. <laughs> uh Philip kills us all. That sounds about right. And then Wow. Just he goes crazy. That that makes sense Philip. to me. He's Philip. Okay. Wow. Cookie, what about you? How do, what do you think we're going to end it here? Um, no spoilers. 
I think that Philip definitely goes insane. Um, Finn, I'm afraid, is going to get mortally wounded. Uh, as is Bruno, I think he's going to go home to heaven with his mom. And I think I'll oh. be next to Philip in the nut house. <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. Wow. Wow. Yep. Oops, I mean, my, that's uh, pretty. That's pretty appropriate for Cthulhu. <laughs> that is. Ah, oh, your lips to God's ears. <laughs> if I can get a TPK, I'll take that. So one of the things I would always kind of push for, like, because I watch Critical Role and uh, the Chain of Background and stuff, I would love to see what a big, not that we're big, but like, for them to get a TPK to see what they do. See whether or not they own it. Could you imagine if Critical Role TPK'd their entire squad this week? <laughs> what would happen? Like the internet would explode in D and D land. It'd be crazy. <laughs> I would just love to see that. How that goes. Um, I'm going to cheat and not answer this question because I've told uh, Oz and Jupiter how I think it's going to end, but I know a little bit more than. Uh, let's say, than average, because we talked about some production stuff. Yes. And I asked the question, so I'm not going to answer it. But suffice to say, it's it's going to be fun. It's I think everybody's going to really enjoy what happens in the coming months. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, Tom, do you have any questions before I read these last, like, three? I uh, should, but no, I don't. I've been trying to wow. think of one, and nothing comes up. I am just a horrible person right now. Just the worst guest. The worst. All right, I'm going to make you go first, then, for this last question from Odd. What are some of your favorite podcasts? Why? And could you list them in a pin uh, on Discord somewhere? I will get a list from these people and make that pin. Uh, but yeah, Todd, what are your, or Tom, what are, your, uh, what are some of your favorite podcasts? So... Um... I kind of stopped listening to most, and right now all I'm listening to is L.A. by Night. Um, and I kind of just stopped listening to like, actual plays in general. I just ran out of time. Uh, work actually got busy for once, and uh, I need to focus on that instead of listening to people play games. Much sad. Wow. Uh, Jupiter... Because I know you don't really listen to them. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't really uh, care for them, <laughs> ironically. Um, but uh, much like uh, uh, Tom here, I too have been uh, watching um, L.A. by Night on YouTube. I like to watch the people. I don't just listen. I like to watch it. Um, me and another person uh, sit down and watch those and enjoy. Um, I'm enjoying it. Really good players. It's a good actual play. Um, there's there's one character on it that I just ugh, hate, but it's really good. <laughs> Which and one is that? Annabelle. Oh, so yeah. overly dramatic, <laughs> metagamey, and it's just like stop it. But uh, the others I think are, are great. Um, I thought you were talking about Chaz. No, I love Chaz. Chaz is great. X is great. Uh, no, I'm talking about one of the players, not the NPCs that, that come on. Um, 
but it's really good. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it. Cookie, do you have any that you want to recommend? Uh, I listen to a lot of like murder mystery and true crime stuff. So. Yeah, hit me with some. Um, well, I really like uh, True Crime Garage and uh, Crime Junkie and Twisted Philly. Um, that one's really cool. Uh, different, like, Penhurst is on there. Different local attractions on the Twisted Philly one. Old stories mm-hmm. and such. Um, and Someone Knows Something. I really liked that one. But yeah, that's about it. I also do a lot of, um, you know, how people don't read books. Well, we listen to books on tape a lot around here, or I guess not tape anymore, but we stream Audio different books. books. Yeah. So I have a ton of them I can recommend. <laughs> Book club. Uh, Oz. So I will uh, echo LA by night. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, there are other characters I, I kind of like the least, but I still like them all. I, Who's your least favorite? Nelly G. Interesting. And I think it's just because uh, she hasn't really had any time to shine, and I think Torador in general are just kind of superficial. Blah. Yeah. Uh, other podcasts, uh, I will say resting glitch face because the, <laughs> the glitches are hilarious. Uh, they're the world's worst shadow runners, but their body count is amazingly minimal. It is ending season one soon. We will throw a link to it up on the list as per request. I will also plug pink Mohawk edition. Uh, we do have, uh, one of the uh, people from Pink Mohawk Edition on the Discord now. That is Macchiato, Sergeant Mac. Uh, also an excellent podcast. Uh, Crit Squad, of course, naturally. Uh, one of the best Shadowrun podcasts out there. Oh, who else? Um, I've I've slacked off on listening to Magpies recently. They are a Blades in the Dark podcast. And then there's also Sounds Like Crows. Sorry, uh, I'm writing them down. I'm sorry. Also, uh, I, I failed to mention, um, not actual plays, but podcasts, just audio drama, um, Cybernautica and Nazaria. Yes. Please add those. Added. Thank you. All right. I got, I got a long list here. Okay. Mm-hmm. The ones that other people have mentioned that I also listen to is LA by night. It's really good. Crit Squad. I listened to a bunch of magpies, but then I stopped. Uh, they were like, oh, this episode's about to be really emotional. And I'm like, well, okay, but I listen at work, so, and then it just kind of fell off my radar. Sounds like Crows is still really great. Uh, what else is on here? Cybernautica is awesome. Um, Wrath and Story is a 40k Wrath and Glory actual play. It's a little bit more goofy, but it's smaller scale. Uh, there are two players. And the GM plays a servo skull as like an in, uh, as like an actual character. He doesn't do anything except be a smarmy servo skull, but, uh, still fun. The dungeon cast is a D and D. It's more of an informational than, uh, than anything else. They have an actual play called Super Quest Saka, but I've never listened to it because I ain't got time for that. Um, the Sounds Like Crows people have a D&D 5th edition uh, 
called Omen's Call. It's in the Cobalt Press Midgard setting, which is exactly what it sounds like. Midgard, Vikings, Giants, etc. Uh, the How We Roll podcast does D&D and Cthulhu. They've done, uh, they've done a lot. They have two usually, they have usually have an ongoing D&D and an ongoing Call of Cthulhu game that they release episodes for. Um, they're currently releasing a mini, uh, mini series, I guess you would call it, of the murder on the Eberron Express with a bunch of different people than their normal cast. And they're doing a Masks of Narlthotep, which has a bunch of, I want to, I'm going to put air quotes, big names out there for Cthulhu, but I don't really know who they are specifically outside of uh, Seth Skorkowski, who does a Call of Cthulhu YouTube channel and has some Traveler stuff on there and some cyberpunk stuff. Um, it does, he does some really cool videos to help with the rules and things. Uh, I watch Critical Role. Uh, I uh, I watch the, the Chain of Acheron whenever that gets back around to to doing its stuff. Um, there is a book review podcast called 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. Guess what they do? They talk about Vampire the Masquerade books. Um, a couple other honorable mentions. Uh, actually, really only one now that I'm looking at my list here. Uh, there is a Rude Tales of Magic, which is uh, a D&D AP in kind of like a Hogwarts kind of thing, but then the college thing gets uh, gets destroyed by some demon guy. It's funny, but a little childish on the humor sometimes, and they put ads in the middle of their episodes for at least the first two episodes, so I stopped listening because I have unreasonable standards. However, if they didn't do that stuff, I, I would still continue to listen, because it is funny. They do some ridiculous voices. They do a little bit of sound design. Um, and Blood on the Thames is a vampire AP uh, in London and the surrounding areas. They had four books, but then people had to move and it ended up breaking up. Their sound quality is a little lower, but that's what happens when you have everybody in the same room. Um, they had a follow-up game run by a different person, uh, Blood on the Thamesis, I believe it was, which is more England. And I just, I couldn't get into that one. I, I bounced off of it pretty hard, but the other stuff was good. Uh, is that all I got? I listen to too much shit, guys. Uh, you're lucky. I'm, I'm lucky to get uh, an episode in a day because I've got folks chattering in my ear about regulatory stuff every workday. So I, part of my job working food service means that when I get in at 5 o'clock in the morning, nobody else is really there until about 6.30. So as long as I do the rest of my work, I can throw an earbud in and then go about my business. Or like on the weekends when there's no uh, managerial people there, I can just you know, whoop, let me just put that in and then uh, go about my business. Um, there is also a Seattle by Night, which is the same person who runs LA by Night. It only has one season, and I don't know if we're going to get another season anytime in the near future because L.I. by Night Season 4 just started two weeks ago. And it's a little goofier, but it's still very entertaining. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I consume as far as podcast stuff. Uh, 
there's a guy on YouTube, Chris McFeely, who does little like 10 ish minute episodes every week of history on different aspects of Transformers. The one for that he released this morning was on Blur. And it's like his history throughout the different things of Transformers. And as I was a child of the 80s, giant robots speak to me. Uh, I think that's it. Goodness gracious. Yeah, well, sorry. No, no, it's fine. You guys ready to talk about what's next? I, I think we are. Sure. Yep. What's next? What's next? So we just had a meeting. Uh, I just want to point out that in the chat, Jupiter said, funny how you don't have time, but you have time to listen to so many podcasts. Like I said, I listen at work. So, bleh. um, What's next? All of us, not all, most of us talked about L.A. by Night, which is a Vampire the Masquerade podcast. I mentioned Seattle by Night, also Vampire the Masquerade. I mentioned a book review of 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. I mentioned Seattle by Night, which is also a Vampire the Masquerade. Guess what's next, guys? Vampires! Yeah. Um, a few months ago, when we had our first production meeting to talk about what is going to be after Call of Cthulhu, Vampire came up as an option. Uh, I don't. Did I mention it? Did somebody else mention it? I don't. I remember who uh, who brought it up originally. However, it was at that time there was some messy things going on with uh, things that were said in an insensitive manner, and well, it didn't exactly go over well. Since then, there has been. People being canned and official, basically, apologies and that kind of stuff from, uh, I believe it's Paradox, who are the companies yes. that, yeah, that took over White Wolf Publishing. Um, so now it's, a lot of that has cleared the air. And right here is my Vampire the Masquerade book that came in the mail today, which was my book that was within reach. Goodness gracious me. Yeah. Um, don't specifically have any details about it because uh, we decided on what system we're going to run and we will sit down sometime next month as Cthulhu gets closer to to wrapping up to talk about what kind of game we want to run and what kind of story we want to tell. And the the faction ideas that I have in mind go really well with some of the world of darkness and specifically vampire stuff because there's like three different factions by default with the Camarilla, the Anarchs, the Independents, the Sabbat, the random other supernatural creatures, all of that stuff leads to leads to big political intrigue. And then there's even Breaking it down farther, there's the like seven different clans. There's the independent actors that are not specifically part of those clans, but are still doing stuff. There's a lot of different moving parts that we could make use of when we have a bunch of people from the community who are like, hey, I want to be in charge of the Nosferatu faction. Let me be the guy who runs the information gathering and people own this person and this person owe me boons for stuff that I did, but I owe to this guy and getting people to move the faction pieces around 
is something that I want to explore and use it to make the players' lives hell. So there we go. That is uh, that's what we're looking at doing. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I have played Vampire the Masquerade maybe once in the past 20 years. It did not go well, so I'm looking forward to breaking that streak. My first experience with Vampire was in high school when a friend invited me over for a party. And I thought we were just having a you know a high school party. Turns out, no, there's like 25 people there, and it's going to be a Vampire LARP. And I was like, the hell is going on? So not exactly a awesome experience. Uh, Tom, did you ever do any Vampire before? Any World Darkness stuff? Um, so I have um, some of the books. Actually, in high school, I believe... I was talking with someone on the bus who was playing, and it was kind of really cringy, um, because high school, of course. Um, but then later, I wanted to get into it. This must have been first year college. Uh, I bought like a box set of um, Vampire, Werewolf, Mage, and the Hunter one, I believe. Where you play like the hunters who aren't monsters but hunting monsters. Anyway, um, and then I read through, tried to read through the vampire book, and I couldn't. I struggled. Uh, but at that time, I was playing like a bunch of Pathfinder, like Super Crunch, and uh, that's what I was expecting, and that's not what I got. <laughs> um, so then. Yeah, that's about all I had for experience with it. So I have, I think it's the fourth edition box set just under my desk here. Um, and I've read like, I don't know, the first two chapters, probably. So, yeah, that's about all experience I have with it. Well, actually playing, or ish playing. Cookie. What? I wasn't paying attention. We were talking about vampires and how vampires are cool and sexy, serious, dark, and tormented. Oh yeah, super cool. I um have read a lot of vampire books and different stories. Again, back to the books that you say nobody reads. So definitely enjoy it. I grew up during the um interview with the vampire time, so like no surprise why I fell in love with them. Jupiter, do you have any uh any I have vampire no experience. Ref- I have no experience with Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, it's something I've heard about. I've heard the same stories most people hear. It can be very cringy. It's very weird. People take it to a weird place. Um, but I think that's the challenge for us as a podcast to show people that it can be a fun game and it can tell a compelling story without going to that cringy place. Um, very excited. I have two character concepts, just in case you veto one. And I'm working on those. You're, you're breaking the rules. No, no, no. I'm thinking. Nothing's written down. This is all in my head. These are idea babies. Because we gotta, we gotta mm-hmm. see the type of game and that kind of stuff, which is... I understand that, but I these are still you very... You haven't familiar. even read the book. I have the book. The book is literally open. I am reading the book. It's within arm's reach. It's it's open. <laughs> I've been reading it. <laughs> oh man, uh, I've never actually run Vampire, um, so I'm real curious to see how that's going to go because 
Uh, I'm going to go back into the big chair again, and I'm going to do terrible things to all of you people. Dun, dun, dun. Right? I think it's vampires. We're all going to do terrible things to people. Yeah. Did you did you notice that as you open the you as you open the hardcover of the the book mm-hmm. before it has any pages of anything the first thing it is is fifty victims that are randomly generated like this guy yeah and, and number mm-hmm. eighteen is a drunk his name is Vic Evans mm-hmm. uh, they are sloppy staring untucked clothes distant effect strong smell of whiskey. They want to find their way home, ideally without losing their phone again. And their resonance is melancholy, alcoholic, Aww. and just beginning to figure that out. Hmm. So it's yes. I find that super interesting because it's you can't go a single page without it pushing onto you that this is not a nice game. Like it's not fifty people, it's not fifty NPCs, it's fifty victims. Yes. And then the first 25 are right there inside that opening cover. Mm-hmm. And then as you go to the back page, that's where the other 25 are. So it's telling you from start to finish, it's about victims and all of that good shit. No, And as you read it, it, it makes a very clear point to say, you are not the good guys. You're a vampire. You feed off of other people. You are evil. You're bad. But that doesn't mean you have to drive it home. You also don't have to drive home that the world is awful. It's pretty awful the way it is right now. So you just have to portray a real world. But don't ever think you're the hero. You're not the hero. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I Uh, I don't want somebody to think they can be a good vampire. Because the beast is never good. Exactly. No, you, you, you misunderstand. A good vampire, that's exactly what I'm going to play because that's going to be a vampire uh, who just wants to make more vampires and show the world that oh. vampires are the superior species, right? Oh it's goodness. just clear. Wow. You're, you're Magneto over here where they're the next step in human evolution? Uh, exactly. Mm. Here's a guess on the on ba- what clan Tom's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, on the back, it says a storytelling game of personal and political horror. So I've been reading through uh, some of the stuff online because you can find like all the clans just on the Wikipedia stuff. So, and they'll go into like, this is the disciplines that they have and some of the stuff that their disciplines do. So I've been reading a bunch of that stuff. Um, I've been following LA by night. I've been, uh, there is a couple of YouTube channels dedicated to Vampire that I've been checking out. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be horrible monsters. <laughs> it's going to be fun. And I like that we have those, uh, the, the, the faction idea coupled with it. I think it's going to be a lot more interactive with everyone. And mm-hmm. I will be more than happy to get out of the big chair and go back to being uh, a horrible player. Let's hope I don't die this time. You well, made yes. that I'm choice. I'm already dead. I'm already dead as a fan. Yo ho. Uh-huh. You you chose that. Mm, you arguable. did. You did. Arguable. Okay. I did choose literally in the end to die. Yes. You did. Literally in the end, yes. Because I think you 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 said, well, I can give you like a an out an offer, and I was like, no, she's dead. Just leave her t- 
tossed in an alley like so much trash. Just like she is. Aw, Chatterman. I think that's all we got for tonight, guys, unless somebody else has something else they want to talk about. No, I don't think so. It's been a fun two years. Thanks for being my new friends. (laughs) Yay. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, then. Close it out, Oz, or Bamps, or someone. It's this is Babs' show. I am oh. merely a player in the great game of without a doubt. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you guys for listening as always because you're the reason we do this. Um, it's great to interact with you guys on the Discord. If you were thinking about joining the Discord, uh, just just come hang out. We're gonna try and do some more cool stuff coming up. Um, there will be a bespoke episode talking about the faction stuff when I put out an update for that hopefully oh I don't know hopefully soon um I got some adult things to handle and some work things to handle before uh for really sitting down and breaking into it um also if you're considering going to Gen Con you should go to Gen Con because Gen Con is awesome and fun and many of us will be there and there will we're probably going to have a meet and greet again. Details for that will be forthcoming. Details about more Gen Con stuff beyond that will be forthcoming. Uh, if you guys have a subject that you're interested in trying to find for Jupiter to find somebody to talk to or interview about, send it in or poke her on the Discord. She could use more ideas. Uh, but with all of that, I think I think I'm going to wrap this up. Alrighty, as always, it's been uh, wonderful speaking with everyone, and I'm looking forward to another year of good, fun times. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. No, I don't need to disconnect. I need to get Craig out of here. Get Craig out of here. <laughs>